98K News. It's 11 o'clock. I'm Robert Kemp. Tonight's headlines. The government orders all domestic helpers to get a COVID test after a helper came down with mutated strain. A migrant worker support group counters by saying helpers are being unfairly treated. And for the first time, a teacher from a government school has been disqualified over the 2019 anti-government protests. All foreign domestic helpers here in Hong Kong are now required to be tested for COVID-19 before May the 9th. The Health Secretary, Sophia Chan, says the move will help stop the spread of a mutant strain of the coronavirus. Professor Chan says two of the patients who have contracted the strain are domestic helpers, including a woman from Tung Chung, who's the city's first and traceable local mutated case. This is the second foreign domestic helper that we have identified that have this uh, new variant uh, in Hong Kong. Uh, Not the first one, it is the second one. Secondly, according to some of the um, contact tracing information, there were some uh, mingling of the uh, different foreign domestic helpers together. So therefore, I think uh, this gathering or uh, gathering together or contacts are high risk to a certain extent. Labour and Welfare Secretary Lo Chi Kuang also says the government plans to require foreign domestic helpers to be vaccinated in order to get their visa renewed in future. He was asked why employers didn't need to be tested. You're talking about over a million people, okay? That risk is relatively low, uh, so it's a matter of priority. It would be challenging to complete the testing of 370,000 foreign domestic helpers in nine days already. Uh, It would not be possible to require over a million people to do the testing in nine days. Denny Lestari, who chairs the International Migrants Alliance, says helpers were being blamed for a situation that they were not responsible for. This is very unfair and very disheartening. Why, again, the migrant domestic workers are being singled out and being blamed for the spread of the COVID-19? This doesn't apply to other type of uh, outbreak in the past, not even to the gym members of restaurant people when they were infected. But again, when it, even one single domestic worker, if there is one who is infected, the whole community is being blamed and sacrificed. So this is very, very un- unacceptable. The government has has ended its compulsory COVID-19 testing exercise at Tower 11 of Carmel Cove at the Caribbean Coast Residential Estate in Tung Chung. The huge 52-storey block had been sealed off yesterday evening after a domestic helper and the baby she takes care of both came down with with mutated strains of the coronavirus, the first local variant infection from an unknown source. All of the 950 test results have come back negative, but occupants will still have to complete 21 days of quarantine as the lockdown is linked to a mutated strain. The help had arrived in Hong Kong in 2019 and didn't have a recent travel history. Health authorities also ordered mandatory testing for those who had been to a nearby mall, park and wet market in Tung Chung. Waits of up to three hours were reported. Some in the queue were concerned about being infected while waiting. The scope of testing is too wide. Many people must have visited CityGate outlets since the second of the month. If people had been infected, there would have been an outbreak. There are two few testing stations, just two in Tung Chung. Shouldn't there be more? Because if one or two people here are infected, that could cause an outbreak here. The University of Hong Kong says it severed ties with its students' union, accusing it of using the campus as a platform for political propaganda and tarnishing the school's reputation. Francis Sitt reports. 
In a public statement and an email to students, the university said it's going to assume control over the union's offices and other facilities, stop collecting membership fees on its behalf, and stop providing it with financial management services. The email said management are taking steps to rectify the protracted ambivalence in the delineation of legal responsibilities between the university and the union. In a statement, the university said the union has become increasingly politicized in recent years, using the university campus as a platform for its political propaganda. It said the union has repeatedly made inflammatory and potentially unlawful public statements, as well as unfounded allegations against the university. The mutual trust has been compromised, the university said, adding that it strongly condemns what it calls the union's radical acts and remarks. HKU's move follows a series of articles in pro-Beijing media in recent weeks calling for the union to be reined in. State media said the union had smeared Beijing's electoral overhaul in Hong Kong as well as education on national security and the one country, two systems principle. In late February, Chinese university took similar action against the student union, leading to the resignation of the union's entire cabinet. The time is five minutes past eleven. For the first time, a teacher from a government school has been disqualified over the 2019 anti-government process. Damon Pang has more. The liberal studies teacher is understood to have taught at Longchun Government Secondary School in Wong Tai Sin. According to papers by the Education Bureau to Lechko, the teacher was accused of defaming the country, arousing students' hostility towards the country and the Chinese people, and undermining their sense of national identity. The Professional Teachers' Union said it's been helping the teacher, who objects to the allegations. In another case, the Bureau said a teacher was deregistered this month due to a court conviction for engaging in unlawful activities related to the protests. That raised to four the number of teachers struck off amid complaints sparked by the social unrest in 2019. Four pro-democracy figures have pleaded guilty to taking part in an unauthorised assembly on June the 4th last year in Victoria Park. Joshua Wong and District Councillors Lester Shum, Tiffany Yoon and Janelle Leung are among 24 activists charged for their roles in an annual candlelight vigil to commemorate the victims of the Tiananmen Square massacre in 1989. Jimmy Choi reports. The annual candlelight vigil in Victoria Park was banned last year for the first time, with police citing the city's coronavirus situation. But at the district court, the four activists admitted to being among the thousands who attended the unauthorized rally last year anyway. Their sentencing was adjourned to May the 6th. Former lawmaker Ju Hoi Dick had earlier indicated that he would also plead guilty, but his lawyer told the court that his client has not yet made the decision. Judge Stanny Chan told Mr Chu's lawyer that this might strip him of the chance to have his sentence reduced, with the lawyer replying that he understood. The judge then agreed to adjourn Mr Chu's hearing to June the 11, when the court will also handle cases against the 19 other pro-democracy figures over the alleged roles in the same rally. After the hearing, Mr Chu gave a thumbs-up towards his supporters in the public gallery and said, Thank you everyone and add oil. Janelle Lam was remanded in custody. Joshua Wong is already serving time in jail for a protest outside police headquarters in 2019. He was given a separate four-month sentence after pleading guilty to joining an unauthorized assembly two years ago and violating the anti-mask law he was protesting against. He's also been charged along with Lester Shum and Tiffany Yun with subversion under the national security law. The three were charged for the alleged roles in a primary for the Council Legislative Council polls in 2020 and all three remain in custody. 
Nine Hong Kongers who were detained in Shenzhen after an alleged failed attempt to flee to Taiwan by speedboat are facing a new charge of perverting the Court of Justice. Jimmy Choi again. Defendants Chen Chen Fu, Chen Ming Yu, Yin Man Him, Wang Wai Yan, Li Zi Yin, Kok Zi Lun, and Chen Zi Ho were convicted in Shenzhen in December of illegally crossing the border. They were sentenced to seven months in prison following a closed door trial. Liu Si Man and Huang Lan Fu were also among the group who had been intercepted by Guangdong Coast Guard in August last year. But since they were under 18 at the time of their arrest, they were not put on trial and instead returned to Hong Kong authorities. The seven who were jailed were returned to the SAL in March after completing the prison sentences on the mainland. During a mention hearing at the Eastern Court, prosecutors accused the nine defendants, together with three other people, of perverting the course of justice between December 2019 and August 2020 by bringing about the escape of 12 Hong Kong people from the SAL and obstructing police investigation. Mr Huang's lawyer told the court that he had never been notified that his client would be mentioned, saying he only knew about the hearing from the news the day before. Principal Magistrate Peter Law told the lawyer to raise the matter with the authorities. The court accepted the prosecutor's request to transfer the case to the district court, with the next hearing scheduled for June the 18th. The nine defendants were among 12 Hong Kong people intercepted by Guangdong Coast Guard on a speedboat in August last year. Andy Lee, one of the 12, had also been brought back to Hong Kong in March after completing his prison sentence in Shenzhen. However, Mr Lee was charged with colluding with foreign forces, an offence under the national security law, upon his return to the city and is being held in custody. The remaining two detainees, Tang Kai-yin and Quinn Moon, are still being held in prison in Shenzhen after being convicted of organising an illegal border crossing. Mr Tang was jailed for three years while Quinn Moon was sentenced to two years. Police have arrested a 28-year-old man on suspicion of violating the national security law. Officer say he was detained in Cheung Sawan following an investigation by security agents. 22-year-old woman has also been arrested. Veteran pollsters Robert Chung and Chung Kim Wah from the Public Opinion Research Institute have vowed to keep offering a platform for Hong Kongers to express their views and provide critical commentaries, despite rapid changes to what they called a degrading society. Damon Pang reports. The Public Opinion Research Institute had its service seized by police last July after it helped conduct the pro-democracy camp's primaries for the cancelled 2020 Legislative Council polls. Although none of the Institute's staff were arrested, authorities alleged those who participated of violating the national security law. The Institute's chair and chief executive, Robert Chung, says that while he understands why some people are leaving Hong Kong, he has no plans to do so himself. And he also says he has no intention of stepping aside as a poster, which has been his job for more than three decades, first at the University of Hong Kong and now at Pori. If I myself is going to vacate this position at this moment, I would probably be sending a very bad signal to the Hong Kong people that we are not here to face the challenges or to continue to do what we think to be correct. Dr Chung reiterates that he's done nothing wrong or illegal, although he understands that Hong Kong's system might have already changed. His deputy, Chong Kim Wah, says the mere fact that they are taking questions as to whether they'll stop polling shows how much Hong Kong has changed. When we said that we are sticking to the principle of democracy, we are trying to use some scientific approach to take our information and what people have in mind. And this is also becoming dangerous in our day society. I think 
the government should answer why our society has become such a society. And that is not our responsibility. Chong Kim Wah says no matter what, the polls will keep coming so long as that's what Hong Kongers want to see, that the finances are fine and that there's no political interference or persecution. Robert Chung says his IT colleagues have stepped up cybersecurity after the police's seizure of their service. They've also cut down the storage of tapes of phone interviews by half. He says the institute is moving out of its Wan Chai office because the owner has other plans for the space and he has nothing to do with politics or money. Sport and Manchester United now have one foot in the Europa League final after a 6-2 thrashing of Roma in the semi-final first leg at home. United were down 2-1 at half-time before a five-goal outburst. Edison Cavani had two of those goals. Manager Ole Gunnar Solskjaer was happy with the result but was disappointed with what he saw from his side before the break. I wasn't happy with the first half. I wasn't happy with how we defended. I thought we played some great stuff attacking-wise. We created chances, we looked at threat, but to concede two goals in the manner we did wasn't good enough. But there were still three times 45 minutes left, so just keep on playing our quality, but run a bit quicker back and be a compact team. And, uh, you know, the boys played some great stuff second half. And for a preview of this weekend's English Premier League action, here's the BBC's John Bennett. The race for Champions League qualification is providing the drama in the Premier League run-in. The top four will make it to Europe's most prestigious club competition and right now Chelsea are in that all-important fourth spot. They have a derby match against their near neighbours Fulham this weekend as they attempt to secure that position with the likes of West Ham, Liverpool and Tottenham all applying the pressure. Fulham need a win to keep their hopes of Premier League safety alive. They'll be hoping Chelsea are distracted with the second leg of their semi-final in this season's Champions League, coming up on Wednesday against Real Madrid. After a disappointing draw against Newcastle last weekend, sixth-placed Liverpool need to rebuild momentum against their fierce rivals Manchester United, who look to have secured second spot. The two teams played out a nil-nil board draw when they met in January, but Liverpool will see this fixture as a must-win. Tottenham are outsiders in the battle for the top four, but will be confident of staying in the race when they play bottom of the table Sheffield United. Meanwhile, at the top of the table, Manchester City are two wins away from securing the Premier League title. They can get the first three of those six points away to Crystal Palace. And a reminder of our top stories tonight. The government orders all domestic helpers to get a COVID test after a helper came down with a mutated strain. Migrant worker support group counters by saying helpers are being unfairly treated. For the first time, a teacher from a government school has been disqualified over the 2019 anti-government protests. The news from RTHK. In our newsroom, thanks to Robert Kemp. Uh, more headlines at 12. Late night music Here's Len Barry.
Uh, that's uh, the voice of uh, Wayne Fontana and uh, uh, the track there. Let me have a look. I'm just uh, trying to see if uh, if I can spot one over that one. Uh, Pamela, Pamela, it was his biggest 